Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Dos Acero Football Podcast, uh, our weekly discussion about the game of soccer, particularly in Mexico, but of course we don't discriminate. We talk about the sport all over the world and occasionally get into some other sports and other topics. Uh, we're glad that you're with us. We are live on YouTube right now, and uh, thank you for everyone that's been watching us on the YouTube and uh, participating. Hopefully we'll have some interaction again tonight. Uh, we'll get you that number here in a second. Uh, lots to discuss tonight. We're going to discuss the uh, the reemergence, perhaps the rebirth, perhaps he will rise like the phoenix. Talking, of course, about Chepo de la Torre, who was picked up by Santos. Uh, I think it's a good fit. We'll discuss that here a little bit later, and we'll talk uh, a little bit more about the Olympics and what happened uh, today with the semifinals. We'll talk about the other teams. We'll talk about Pachuca. Maybe we'll get some... One of our, our Pachuca insider, the newly minted Pachuca's number one fan, Juan Uribe, if he's, uh, hopefully he'll join us tonight and talk to us about how well they're doing. Beat by Pumas. And of course, we'll take your uh, questions, comments on the YouTube, and of course you can listen to the recorded versions of the show on iTunes. My name is John Jagu. I really appreciate you all joining us tonight. We have with us another, another distinguished panel of guests. We have with us over in Los Angeles, South Central, a man who, every time he gets up in the morning, says, of course, we're talking about Joel Aceves. Joel, how are you? I'm doing good, John. I'm doing yeah. pretty good, yes. When you get a text from somebody, is, is, uh, is, is this what you hear? <laughs> is that what you hear when you get a text? Yeah, I... I that would be good, but I just have the generic one that comes with, yeah. with the telephone. I, I, I could send that to you. I think that you, you can you can make your own text. You can make your own your own uh, ringtone. <laughs> he wants an Almeida one. Yeah. Oh. Oye, el equipo, el equipo jugó. I can't do my Argentine accent. Anyway, Joel, thank you for having for joining us. You uh, you're pretty happy about Chepo uh, getting another opportunity, I think. I I am, John. I, as I've said it before. I am all for more Mexican coaches in Liga MX. So I'm glad that not only is Chepo back, but he has as an assistant, Benjamin Galindo, who personally I think he should be a, a coach, but I, I'd rather see him working than not working. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why uh, a guy like Galindo, who uh, has had success, you know, he's won titles. Uh, he obviously, you know, for you know people that are maybe a little bit younger than me or you know, see a Galindo, and they they see one of the best midfielders in Mexico's ever ever produced. At least, you know, when we're talking about free kicks, I don't think that uh, that there have been m- many that have been as good as he was in his prime in, in the free kick. So yeah, it would be nice for him. Maybe he can uh, rub off on on somebody. Galindo had actually he had won a league title with Santos, and then he just didn't find jobs. And uh, I believe he had a brief stint in the U.S. In, uh, in one of the lower level clubs. You know, I think you might be right, actually. Well, you're right, Joel. It is, it is good to have him back. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, with Chepo, I'm sure Chepo is going to see success because, I mean, you know, the reality is that he's a, he is a, he is a good coach and he can, get, uh, he can get his players, you know, playing. I mean, and Santos is the kind of team that, you know, obviously is going to have talent. Uh, Dan talked about last week how, you know, because of the fact now that they're not owned by Grupo Modelo, obviously the, 
the budgets are a little tighter, so it may be something that they're going to have to be dealing with over the next few years. But, uh, you know, Santos, at least since I've been following the league, uh, you know, at least for the past 20 years, have been easily one of Mexico's most consistent teams. Uh, you know, they won titles. They always seem to be in the, in the, in the postseason mix. They're, they play, play well in tournaments, whether it's Libertadores or Conca Champions. So, you know, they're certainly one of a, you know, a team that can, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we like, we like to see that. I personally like to see them do well because good teams that do well, uh, make other teams better. So we'll talk about that as well. Of course, uh, over in, uh, in Kyle, Texas, which is just south of Austin, a man who is a, did you say you were a third degree black belt in jujitsu? Is that what you said last week? No. Like, like we don't want, we, we don't want to get you mad. I'm eager purple. Purple. What does that mean? It's in the middle. It's like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, white, and blue, purple. White, blue, purple. So, what is what is the uh, is jujitsu open handed or close handed? No, it's not. It's just grappling. So submission, breaking arms, or choking people out until they go to sleep. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Wrestling on the floor with pajamas. Interesting. True pedophile. <laughs> That's uh. Yeah, I didn't realize it. So, so it's so it's like a like a form of judo, kind of. Yeah, a lot of the what what happens on judo is uh, when they get on the floor, that's jujitsu pretty much. The takedown right. um, is more judo, yeah. stand up stuff. Jujitsu is pretty much what happens when you get on the um, when you get on the ground and like the chokes. They do a lot. I saw the Olympics a lot of good uh, like chokes with a gi called bow and arrow chokes. Right. Uh, a lot of them ended that way. If uh, if Chepo and and Miguel Herrera had to get into a jiu-jitsu, who do you think would win? And when you when you spar jiu-jitsu, is it called like, is it called like a jitsu? Is, is there a term for it? Uh, like do you go into the octagon or? No, it's like sparring. You know, just, uh, rolling. They call it rolling, but uh, yeah. sparring. So who do who do who do you think who, who do you think we think Chepo could take Piojo or or or, or, or would Piojo take him down as a lower center of gravity? Well, um, yeah, the the weight um, factors in quite a bit. Well, I'm pretty sure that Piojo weighs about the same as as Chepo there. He's he's got a he's got a party he's got a party ball going. So, but he is only four three. So maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, he might be able to use his center of gravity in the base. Now, when Piojo played the uh, the role of the of the Oompa Loompas in in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, you know, and he gets a sad card. Does that get him a discount when he when he tries to get into a jiu-jitsu club? <laughs> Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe probably with his, uh, his goofiness. He get a, he gets Excellent. Up. Well, Albert, Albert Chilchikis Campa, it's good to have you with us uh, tonight. Thank you again for doing all the technical stuff to set this all up. Yeah, good to be here. Every, every time I do it, I... You know, I get, uh, I feel like, uh, like Jane Fonda, nine to five, trying to make copies. It's just, it's, it's like, it's too much for one man to handle. Okay. It's, uh, very, very difficult for me. So glad, glad to have you on. And, uh, how did you, uh, how did you see the week? Any, anything stick out to you other than, uh, the Chivas' ugly new hats? Yeah, there's some fashion issues. Uh, I was actually following the, the U.S. debacle, the women's, um, Olympic team a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, it, uh, it, the, the irony was not lost on a lot of us. Yeah, and then of course the Monterrey. Speaking of Monterrey, Kern just joined. Uh, I'm watching Tigres right now. So let's see how yeah. Monterrey teams go. Yeah. How's it going, guys? <laughs>
You okay, Fernando? Are you okay? You okay, Fernando? You doing okay? I'm doing all right, man. <laughs> Fernando Regino uh, joins us from Arizona. For those of you that don't know, uh, Fernando is probably the, uh, you know, uh, he's our, our obviously our foremost authority on all things uh, Monterrey, Rayados. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, spoiler alert, they played a Conca Champions game at home to Arabe Unido. And uh, Joel, where is Arabe Unido from? I believe Panama. Panama. And they have, you know, they have a league where they play in baseball stadiums, if I'm not mistaken, correct? <laughs> I've never had the pleasure of. And and and, and and Monterrey has that beautiful new stadium. You saw it tonight. The beautiful, you know, the tamales is gorgeous, very very pretty. And and the score was three three two. Got a got a cosmetic goal at the end. They were never in it. Monterrey gets clobbered. Now puts their puts their their dream of winning their fourth Conca Champions in in in, 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 in an unbelievable amount of jeopardy. Fernando, I'm 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 glad you're with us, but uh, frankly, I'm surprised. I'm I'm hoping that you can uh, fight through the tears and the dry mouth and uh, and join us on the show tonight. Uh, I'm doing well, man. Thank you for uh, for your concern. <clears throat> well, I'm I'm happy that you were able to join us. You know, if if you need if you need to just get stuff off your chest, just uh, you know, just let us know. We'll 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 we'll, we'll let you have the table, we'll have let you have the floor, and you can do what you need to do. You will know for sure. All right, thank you. And of course, uh, last but not least, uh, a gentleman who uh, who needs no introduction but is going to get one anyway. And of course, we're talking about uh, Ronnie de Luna, Americanista, enjoying yet another another successful start to a season. Is is it nice for you, Ronnie, to have America back to where they where they belong, which is which is habitually contending for the title. Yeah, uh, I actually I watched the game uh, over the weekend. A little disappointed that they tied because they did, you know, control, uh, you know, most of the game. Um, but um, like I said, just a little upset that you know they should have uh, that they should have uh, you know walked away with the with the three points. But you know, being third place right now, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world. It isn't. I mean, they still have what uh, thirteen that uh, jockeyed up for position. I mean, really, that's what they're playing for is just to get into the into the postseason. So for them, it's a yeah an eighteen and, week uh, preseason. They don't have anything to worry about. They just got Copa Mekis to play. And I, and actually, you know, I'm you know I'm I'm happy that they're playing Copa Mekis because uh, you know give you know give the guys you know you know the younger guys the guys that don't really get too much playing time uh, some you know obviously some playing time. The little aguilitas cremitas. Yeah. So, uh, so you've been enjoying it. So you're saying it hasn't been a, it has not been a season of the escremadas. It's been it's been positive. Well, I mean, obviously the the game that they lost what was it three nothing four nothing. Uh, I think they lost like eight nothing. It was bad. Well, the the, the I did I watched uh, you know the the game. I didn't watch it live. I watched it like what was it a week after you know on with you know like the did they lose to like Venados de Merida? You know, is, is that the no, one you're talking no, about? No, no, no. They're 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 undefeated. They're undefeated in Copa Mekis. Oh, okay. They're undefeated in Copa Mekis. Um, it was a Tigres, but the game. Oh the yeah, game, yeah, Tigres when they lost three uh, nothing to. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, it was it was one of those things where like they 
the scoreboard wasn't really reflective of what happened on the field. I mean, yeah, a lot of red of cards. Things. There were some red cards. So yeah. there were some red cards in the game. You know, the, you know, this is why I think it'd be great. You know, we need to have uh, next time we have Johnny on. We need to have a like a like, like a penalty shootout to see how many how many y'all can, how many refs y'all can name that have jobbed America over the years. You know, like you have to ask. You know, who was the ref in 1998 that cost America the Liguilla in the second round because of a doobie? And he'd go, oh, Alberto Peñalosa. And just, you know, back and forth until somebody misses. I, I, th- I think yeah, I think y'all could go. Y'all, y'all could go for a while. We could all go get a beer, drink it, take a leak, and come back, and y'all would still be playing. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think that the, that the, the refs are out to get America per se. I think that they don't know how to handle the pressure when it comes to, you know, officiating a game where that there's that much pressure or that much where there's going to be more scrutiny. You know, so, so you, you just don't think for, that they maybe, can handle it. What's that? You, so you just don't think the refs can handle it? That, that they just they they, cr- mean, they, they crumble under the pressure. Obviously, obviously well, if they crumbled under the pressure, wouldn't they crumble the other way? Well, you like like they normally do. Like I, I remember, you know, what's his name? He, well, uh, let, let, let I, me get I, a, let I, me I, get a Chivas perspective here because I think I think this, I think you're bringing up an issue point, Joel. Yes, sir. If, if you wouldn't mind, before before we introduce our our, our next panelist, when when you see an America game or, or traditionally we see an America game, did you feel that the refs have been more or less favorable in their in their decisions when it comes to America games? Well, I, I think in in recent times. No, I'm not tense. asking you about recent times. I'm asking you, like, overall in general. Like, 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 what is your impression? What, what's the first thing you think? No, I, I grew up thinking that America was heavily favored, but exactly. they had, they had, they no, but see, thinking because the truth was they had about a 15, 17 year, uh, you know, winless championship. 13, 13 don't add a year. <laughs> 13 years without winning the championship. So, I mean, if they're getting help... That's a long time, 13 they, they years. Weren't, they weren't getting even help. Chivas, even matter. Chivas didn't have that bad a dry spell. No, so, yes, they uh, did. Chivas went fucking 17, baby. That's Chivas right. That's Azul. right. That's Cruz Azul. No, Chivas no, no, went no, from Chivas. 70 to 87. Yes, Chivas went from 70 to 87. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now Ronnie, before, one last have, question like, before, before I... All right, go on. Yeah. Before I, I interview or I, I introduce the last person, do you, are you, do you go to bed like Arya Stark and just name all the refs that you wanna that, that have that have that have done you? It's like Peñalosa, por degadillo. No, then, no. I, it's like it's kind of like what was the name of that American ref like in those you know Moleto games? What's his name? Brian Hall. Brian Hall. It's it's not that you. It's like he's not. He wasn't the, I guess, didn't have the experience, or he didn't have the the testicular fortitude to call, you know, a game. And and I think that's what happens sometimes is that some, you know, that they had a fishing because remember a couple of years back they had this computer that would assign the officials to certain matches. Do you remember that? Hello. Oh yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Of okay. course, the computer. Okay, they, they had this like system, you know, and you know, I, I noticed that's when I started to notice, you know, things, you know, more like interesting. So, so you're saying you're saying it's Skynet 
has started and its first victim is Gula Mesa. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that the, it, it seemed like Mexico, you know, America kept getting hosed more and more and more when they were starting to get like you know guys that didn't even have their FIFA badges, you know, their FIFA badges. No estén buscando tres patas al pinche gato que no tiene. I think I'm, I'm starting to sense the 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 the, the tinfoil hat coming out here, which is uh, what I will, what. Uh, what, what, what is starting to happen. So we'll go ahead and put the kibosh on that very quickly. We'll, but we will touch on that a little later if you feel that you need to, again, get something off your chest. But before before we continue, Dan, i got to do it for you too. I already played it for Fernando, but uh, we uh, we can't let you off the hook that easily yeah. with uh, losing, losing skinny jeans finally. I'm sorry. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Let let Dan say hello to the audience, for Senator. <laughs> yeah, man. Always, this always is, jumping this ahead. This is my introduction. That's right. Oh, sorry about that, Dan. Go ahead. All the way from uh, from Escondido, California, we have uh, Daniel Preciado, who uh, was uh, heard the news yesterday about the firing, and then today I think I think that uh, that uh, you probably uh, got a little hopeful there, Daniel, if I'm not mistaken. Go ahead with, with your you eulogy. <laughs> I don't know if uh, cautiously hopeful. I would say uh, cautiously. Uh, I'm not a fan of any of his teams, the way of his far style, but he has had success. So uh, the question is, does he still have more in him? To you know, does he have, does he still have uh, the 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 chops to 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 create another winner? We'll see. I, I'd like to think that. The organization as a whole is probably a little bit easier to work with uh, as far as not dealing with such a meddlesome owner. Um, and also it's just it's a lower profile job, so less pressure. Um, hopefully that helps. But uh, and and being realistic, I mean, I know a lot of people are gonna um, are probably used to Santos playing a certain brand of, of football where that's probably not going to be the case anymore in. I think a large, the main reason has to do with it, and maybe the reason they're going with a more pragmatic coach is the fact that they don't have that money to bring in the type of players that they were able to in the past. Dan, now there, you seem to be too worried on style of play. Wouldn't you be more concerned if he could win championships? Well, no, I'm I'm ultimately mostly concerned with that. My issue though is that uh, he hasn't been able to produced champions in his last couple stints. So, I mean, and, and to be fair, he wasn't given a, a whole lot of time with Chivas, and it's kind of... He wasn't even given a year. He was given like nine months. But he, he did lose he, the He took the him to the semifinals, and, and Chivas hasn't been to the semis since. Now, I, look, I'm not saying his effectiveness. Like like I said, if he's able to, 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 to get results, then, then yeah, um, the style... Now, the, keep in mind, this is something that I've been used to, and something that I that attracted me to the club to begin with was the fact of how they played. Uh, so, so it's something that if you know we haven't been around that long, but since we've been decent enough, like for the last I'd say twenty years or so, I think it's something that the team largely has prided itself on playing an, an attractive brand of football. Um, but I understand yeah, that's that, actually, that they, don't, uh, they don't have the same money that they used to, though. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, that, that's actually a point that we made uh, earlier when we, when we first came on. Is, is that, Like you said, in the last 20 years, Santos has been 
you know, I mean, I'll say one of the three most consistent teams in the league. I mean, they're they're always playing well. They're always in tournaments. They do well in tournaments. They've just, yeah, they have their occasional spells where they'll, uh, you know, they'll lose a coach or. I think they flirted with relegation uh, one because I, in fact, I know they did because because Pumas was that was it was the Santos Pumas show which was terrible. Thank God that I believe it was in apart. the early two thousands. Yeah, and uh, so I mean I, I understand, and, and and I think thank you're right though. I think that the fact that they they bring a, a coach like Chepo that can do more with less, you know, speaks more to the fact that they don't they they just they don't have the money to bring in the the Pony Rices and the and the Vosos when he was in his prime and. And the but, Chita Ludueña John, and those guys. I would say Chip was one of the. He's one of the. He's an expensive coach. He's not. He was earning a lot at Chivas. I don't think he's a coach. Correction. He's an over, overpriced that, coach. That you know you could get on on the cheap. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, but see, but they always uh, you know the, the the. It's interesting that you that you point that out, Hoed, because they never talk about management's payroll when it comes. Well, we gotta, you know, we gotta keep the the payroll. That's always the players. They never talk about how much they're paying the how, how much they're paying the coaches. In fact, I never understood why, like, if you have a really good coach, why why he shouldn't get paid more than that, or at least, you know, close to or more equivalent than what what a player makes. But that's, uh, I guess, no one's there to see the coach. Um, but, you know, because of the fact that uh, that they have to play more of a I guess a cagier style is the is a polite way of saying it. That you know they can't bring in the 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 big money guys that they've been used to bringing in and have been for the past you know fifteen twenty years. So maybe 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 Chepo's a is it, it can 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 make it work in Santos or maybe he's like burned out he's and, and, and a, just is happy to get a check. I'm hoping that he's still you know with Galindo coming back you know uh, as an assistant who's already familiar with the club who's already won with the club. Like there are signs that reasons to be hopeful. Uh, long term, I don't think he's a long term. Uh, I don't think he's a long term guy. I don't think I don't I don't anticipate him being there very very long. What why I'm is it that Chepo has? A, why is he like? Why 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 do y'all think that he is? Uh, he's like a you know a like a mayfly. He's a commie. You know, he starts off real 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 bright and then it just kind of tails off. Well, I don't think it, that's the case. You don't think that somehow he kind of. Which he was, uh, loses he was his players after a while. He he left because problems with with Vergara. But if you see if you see his results, you know he constantly was in Liguilla, played semifinals. He won the league title last time the club has won it. That was 2006. Uh, and then and then um, that's ten years ago. That and uh, yes, he did. He did. Uh, his hexagonal was was bad, but if you see his overall results, even at the hexagonal, he only lost one game. He only. I mean, I think when when we criticize Chepo heavily, we we bring in some of these other results where he was already gone, which was like losing at Panama, losing against the U.S., and those were with other coaches. But if we see his results, he he just lost against Honduras. So I mean, he he. Even when he does bad, it's not like, not like Osorio bad where you get raped seven zero. Well, but so, that was only one game. Doesn't matter, dude. You you still got, you know, you still got completely wrecked. So see that your your logic doesn't make sense. 
you say, oh, well, you know, he, uh, Chip only lost one, and then you, here comes Osorio, he only lost one game. Even though yeah, I'm comparing, speak- yeah, I'm comparing the gravity of the results, like how bad it was when you lose. You're, this, you're not comparing apples to apples because it's still one lost game. While Chepo, you know, he ruined confederaciones, wow. he ruined, what's it called, almost near I, I would ask you how, but I'm pretty, you're not even going to have a, a proper response. So, I mean... What, what about on, what about Hugo Sanchez? What's worse, Chepo? Oh, oh, come on, dude! You guys gonna ruin the podcast with some of this stuff? Logical explanation to why he feels that way. He's, you're basically arguing with a girl when she's going off with her feelings. It's not forget, feelings. It's for, facts. Forget dude. facts. No, I'm not forgetting the facts, dude. Look, he almost got us disqualified from the World Cup. You know, he failed at Confederaciones. You know, the, the hexagonal was terrible, man. That that was unforgivable. And then after that, he sucked ass with uh, in Chivas. He did nothing. You know, immediately a new coach comes in and uh, you know, and and, and immediately the new results. coach came in and took him to the semifinals. So I'm not sure how that would be considered a failure. John, because he didn't win anything. Yes. Fern, Fern, well, Fern, Fern one. Well, of, Fernando, you, you know, not everyone, not everybody wins the, you know, not every coach wins the first year that they're that they're coaching somewhere. You know, it's. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I'm guessing John, I'd probably John, look at the look at the at the statistics and probably say that maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe three percent of coaches win in the first year that they're somewhere. This is this is the one thing that Pern likes to forget because he talks about a quick turnaround, and that was like when he took over. But the following season. He he actually had a worse. He actually did worse than Chepo when Chepo got sacked. And the only reason Chivas got saved was because because Dorados of Sinaloa was doing even worse. Actually, that's one way to look at it. Well, that was uh, that was one of the the Chivas's most brilliant uh, most brilliant uh, moves of the whole season is that they they loaned him all their terrible players. <laughs> That's and, exactly how uh, you get them right and there. And they they just yeah they just they just they just fell fell off the face of the earth. Well, Fernando, we get it. You're not you're not a Chepo fan. I think that you're, the the reasons that you have against Chepo are, are are probably a little bit more emotional than you're letting on, Senator. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know we we understand that you're you're, you're not a Chepo fan. You understand that the, the minute a coach does something terrible, they're like the worst person on the planet. We get it. We get it. Okay. But uh, you know it's uh, you know you know Chepo. You know for 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 lack of. Uh, but I mean, you know, he's he has has had what success were his everywhere. Best, uh, he's accomplishment, the Gold Cup final. Yeah. Is that, um, well, I think winning a trophy, the you know, team? winning the for the national team, sure, they won the Gold Cup. Uh, you know, he was the. So that, that's more than anything uh, my, uh, Almeida has done ever. You have that. Well, you know, all you and and Chepo also won the uh, the champion, you know, the championship for Chivas, which you know, as we know, happens every ten years. You know, they're like the the cicadas. Yeah, exactly. Every every, every ten years, and uh, <laughs> you know, and he and he won and he, he won two with Toluca, uh, one against Santos and one against uh, against Cruz Azul in the game that ended uh, Cesar Villaluz's career. He actually mentioned that uh, tongue in cheek uh, at the press at the presser. Oh, about. About beating Santos? Yeah. Yeah, did that piss you off? No. no. <laughs> He's a way better option than Subeldia or than, than Almeida, all these guys that Burns talking to. This is, like, ridiculous. Well, 
based on oh, on, on knowledge of the league and and yeah, and going with someone who's who's proven, yes, I, I would agree. But but it's not uh, it's not like uh, betting on on an unknown hasn't paid hasn't paid off for them. I mean, with Kashinia, that that no one expected that team to put to, to win anything. Now, now, for, uh, now, Kashinia's pants were pretty tight, but they weren't like you know skinny jeans. Does that mean that that to, to, to continue the trend that uh, well, see, that, that Jeffo has to wear jeggings? I have, a, have I have a theory. On, I have a theory on on that that like uh, you know that last straw. Yeah. The, the, did did it have something to do with the skinny jeans? Well, no, that was already there. So that's that that's already like taking up a lot of it, but. Uh, the, the blouse that he was wearing against Chivas, man, that was a full-on deep, deep V. This, this is a problem with coaches and, and, and these fashion uh, GQ wannabes. They're too worried about their skinny jeans and about their appearance than they are about coaching their own their own stinking team. You know, it's now, interesting I, that I, you I'm, mentioned that. I'm, I'm only, go I'm, ahead, continue with your with your with your with your theory. I, I'm only I'm only kidding though. None of that I don't really think matters that much. I mean, unless they're Unless they're seriously focused on that, which you know we're we're only speculating, but I mean on a personal silly level, it does kind of bother me seeing some of the players constantly fixing their hair, like putting it to the side constantly to make sure it's right. You know, but I think that that's that the reason why Monterrey lost tonight because I don't know how many times uh, they would they would they would show uh, Antonio Mohamed. You know, he'd be watching watching the game and he like he like catches reflection in the mirror and he'd kind of like you know check himself out. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Monterrey, had, well, yeah, that's sort of what I'm getting at. And this sort of also goes to my belief in uh, in karma. I never believed in karma. I would hear karma about the the Mexico chant, the goalkeeper chant, all that. And I was like, man, that's, that's BS. That's not for real. And then we'll talk about it later, I guess, the U.S. women's team. I'm, I'm sort of becoming a believer in karma now. But but that's sort of like what, what, what you're saying, John, is this guy is looking at his image. Monterrey had plenty of chances early in that game, but they're just playing around. They, they're underestimating this team. They think they're... You know they're the uh, big bad Colombians that went to the uh, Centenario. You know they're all these foreigners in Monterrey. They're just gonna roll by this team, and that ended up not happening at all. In fact, they got a golazo scored yeah. on them uh, right in homie's face. Man, that was like totally awesome. Ricocheted off the goalkeeper's head. That was humiliating. Damn. You see, that's wow. who was playing anyway. Was it? I didn't see the game. Who was the goalie? I don't yeah, believe you. Then, though. I think that you watched. Can you we watched, get? Can we get a rule where we don't bash the pochos too hard, man? The, what? A I'm rule? a little soft on the pochos, man. I'm like, it always, it, it always kind of hurts seeing him fail miserably. Who? What pocho? El homie. Um, oh, was it El homie that got the 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 the, 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 the two, like he did in the in the final against Pachuca? Dude, like, I still have. He, he he signed my jersey, man, years ago. Probably He's like ten years, years ago. Well, that's right. He was a, he was in Santos for for two. Then that where he got his start when he, he was, was good. Mexi- he was Mexican back then. Yes, so, part of the. Yes, see, there's your karma it. right there. At Albert, you know the guy has. Uh, <laughs> he changes allegiance, fact, and then look what's happened to his career. John, he's another one of the 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 casualties from that infamous uh, Olympic run. Yes, he is. He's and another one of those he, casualties. And he also like he he like he forgot his passport for 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 a thing, and didn't he? And I'm you know I'm not trying to. You know, be funny, but didn't he knock up like a 15-year-old at one point? Yeah, there's some drama with that too. Yeah, yeah. He's so, just a trash player now. That's all speculation. <laughs> oh, he, he, he neither confirmed nor denied it, but but it was all speculation. Yeah. So, uh, 
You know, it's interesting you mentioned that about karma. You know, it's, it's, you know, I think of karma as as one of Luton's laws, laws of physics. We know to every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, somewhere it's gonna it, 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 it's gonna bite you in the ass. It's uh, so. This is why I'm thinking, though, John, and this, like why I'm, this is what makes me optimistic about the Chepel hiring is that maybe he's really motivated. I like to think that, like, because I'm, I'm somewhat curious as why he took the job. To be honest with you, it, it, they seem like an odd fit. Uh, but uh, but I'd I'd like to think that in the back, like part of him is really highly motivated to just shut people up. But I mean, why wouldn't he? Uh, why wouldn't he be? Well, like I said, he, the 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 types of players that they currently have, it's it's not the the sexiest of teams. Well, it's okay. You, you know, you don't have to be sexy to you know. It, it's, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's really. The action, not the. But I mean, he does have a great go- a goalkeeper, uh, it, and that's something to build on. It's, obviously, it's uh, not the moves. Who <laughs> really jarred something loose, Tiger? Yeah. So. Wait, they got, got, a, they got a pretty good, uh, decent uh, center back pairing. Who's the goalkeeper? Marquisin. Well, not next, not this week. But, uh, he's got to sit the next one out. And then they have Izquierdos and uh, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Araujo. Araujo. <laughs> right. They have a yeah, uh, has a good team. I agree, but Chepo's going to ruin it. That's just how he works. I, I do think uh, I think what happened with him at the Hex, I think it has like hurt his image a lot. Uh, so well, I he's gonna he, have to he's gonna have to earn it back. I mean, that's I yeah. Mean, he, he well, he had he was doing that at Chivas, you know, and uh, it was unfortunate what happened. You know, the whole power play move what, by what know, did happen? What was the official report, and then what was the real report, Hoyle? What he he started the season pretty bad, but but we must take into account. He was missing a lot of players due to injury, and uh, I wish Juwan would have been here because <laughs> he was highly critical of something that that I you could think kind of hurt the team because they let they let go a lot of players. So that's what's fun now. Yeah, so some some of these players uh, they said that they weakened the squad, but one of the things they were trying to do, uh, which was Chepo and Nestor. They were trying to like. They were okay. trying to. That I mean, interrupt. Yeah, they were trying to get. Um, they were trying to rebuild the squad using a lot of the canteranos, and uh, you know, it's you, you have growing pains when you have players that are still uh, if very new. If you were doing that, then would uh, let uh, trophies play. And then uh, the next what happened? Instead of being the, one of the best players. Okay. Okay, Pern. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got, I got something for that. I got something for that. <laughs> hang on. Cállese, carajo! Please continue, Hoy. No. So, yeah, that, that's what was going on. But at the same time, uh, Higuera was trying to to shape the team, and they wouldn't. They just didn't collaborate with him as far as, uh, you know, what players to get or to play or to bring. And he finally, Higuera finally got the okay from Bergarani. He sacked him once... Uh, you know, once he was justified that the team was not doing good. Now, when he sacked him, did he sack him? Did he like bring him in his office, Chapel? You know, you know things are. We appreciate what you've done for the club. Or, or did he? Or did he just, you know, have the the security guard say, "Oh, you're not coming in today," and, and <laughs> no. well, that's how we found out. What do you think? No, we we all saw it was a mess. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to rehash all that stuff, but ultimately it didn't work out the way he thought it was. Uh, <laughs> if we look at the team now, Chivas 
they only play with three canteranos. All of the players have now been uh, coming from the other clubs. So, you know, you kind of have to question, uh, is there no trust in, in what we have or has player production gone down? And, uh, well, the worst part is that they don't have that team tapatio like they used to where they could uh, yeah, exactly. you know, they, they see what they had. Off. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, well, 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 wait, I was on the thing because news just came up about uh, Pulido. So uh, some Greek newspapers reporting that he's about to be sold for like six, six million euros. And I don't, the only team I could see desperate enough to pay that is Chivas. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's worth that much. Six million to come to, to back to Mexico? No, no, no. Uh, they're just reporting that they're going to sell them for for six million euros, but they haven't uh, they haven't said to who. It was just reported that they're about to transfer him, and uh, they're going after some Brazilian. You don't think he's who, worth six million? No, Pulido has Pulido's stock has been dropping. He 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 missed out on the he missed out on the Olympics. He didn't really get to play at the World Cup, and then after that, he's pretty much been inactive for two years. He has what, like five games? He's played, well, he's played, he's played uh, more, more than five he, games, but he, but he scored he the better half. He, uh, he played most of the second second half of the season like, um, in Greece. When, yeah, when the, when they already had the championship and, and they're playing like petardo teams, but still, you, you, it's 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 reps. I I guarantee you, you could find a player of you know equal talent in South America for less for less money. Like Pulido's not an extraordinary talent. So you're saying it, it, you're saying that because of the price, the only ones that are dumb enough to pay that are Chivas, I believe. Is that what is that? <laughs> yes, pretty okay. much. They're no. desperate. They don't have a striker, and uh, this guy's been. They do have a striker, Joel. They do have a striker. A proven they, one, I would say. They just don't want to use him where he where he's born to play. Oh, <laughs> he misses too many penalties, Jorn. Well, don't let him take penalties anymore. That's like the, probably the easiest shot you could take, aside from a tapping, John. Can they can they try uh, La Trophy's playing up front? You know what? Trophy's doesn't even start. They gave him the number ten. I get he's, it. I get that. I'm just saying, like, why not give him a like? I don't know. I just figure. I know it's not it's not commonplace, but it's not unheard of for for a team not to go to go in uh, to line up with that without a without a forward. Yeah, not Trophy's was just hype. I mean, Pern is high and mighty because he... Trophies reminds me of, of Luis Landin when he got the hat trick, and then they put yeah. him on the national team, like the very... Because the call was the, like the next day or you know, the, or that week, and it makes the national team. And then you like, you, you like never seen or heard from him again after that. It was just gone. That's kind of trophies. And Pern, Pern you know, was just impressed because he, he did it to Monterrey, but, but seeing that even Arabe Unido could do it... They were wearing pink. <laughs> now, that was, they were wearing pink... So, so on top of Mohammed staring at himself in the mirror the whole game, they were playing a team that was wearing like 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 Rosa Mexicana pink, you know, like like shocking bright pink, and Quite. they just got their ass kicked. They had their first team too. And you know what? I, Quite, I don't, do you wait. do you not believe um do you not believe uh, that they're just slowly bringing him on to make no. their heat? No, that's that's just that's our Mexicanness coming out. Where we we got well, used no, to. Well, no, it's not Mexican. No, no, this, is, it is. this is what the coach is saying. No, no, it is. No, this no. This is what the coach is saying, though. Yes, he's, but we're, we're Mexican, and we eat that up, dude. We we eat it up. And I'll tell you why. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you what this is. Because, uh, we're, we're used to nos malacostumbraron. That we watch Mexican League and we'll see players debuting that or, or becoming first team players that age 24, 25. Um, you know, so, so yeah, to us they're still young, but, but really good players. I'm not saying, time, I'm by not, the time they're that's 19. Not, that's no, no, not what I'm saying though. That's not no, what I'm saying. Have, I, I, I'll accept all that. That's fine. My point, my question okay. is, does Almeida, is Almeida purposely not starting him because he's not good enough to start, or is he slowly bringing him on so that it's... No, nah, man, to, you don't slowly bring up a player at that age. Either you made it or you didn't. He's, not he's, obviously, he's obviously not good enough for it. So he's just saying it to, to not he, shit on the player. He, I mean, he does have talent. That that cannot be denied. But no, you, you also guys, need, you also need the, the mental aspect. We cannot forget that, remember, Carlos Vela said when, when they brought Vasco Aguirre that, you know, that the Mexican player has a you know, they like like they only respond to like a certain kind of voodoo that only only Mexican coaches have. So maybe maybe what 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 La Chofis really needs is a Mexican coach to really really turn him loose. Maybe he's just not. Maybe La Melena just doesn't doesn't uh, have uh, the the chops to handle a player as talented as as La Chofis. You know, because he's or it's idiosyncratic, I guess, because of because of his Mexican peccadillos. He should come back to Santos. No, he's gonna fail with. Uh... With El Chepo, Chepo already would have given him a chance when you know he was at his prime. When Chepo was there, he didn't even give him a chance. He's terrible with young players. So do you know? Do you know how how how, wait, how wait. is is Chepo terrible with young players? Please explain. Well, look at what trophies you know. As soon as uh, besides him, besides him, Pern. I know. Let's just let's just uh, 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 grant you that one. Okay, let's Carlos Fierro right there. Lo mandó a la fregada. What? No. no, he didn't. He was hey. a starter under Chepo. No. He left when Almeida came in, yes? He was a starter and he was the dupla with Bravo when Bravo scored like over 12 goals. He was yeah. his strike oh, partner. Awesome. See, and that's pathetic, man. He left the Does next season. You gotta send him out. So how, that's a fail with Fierro, dude. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, what's it called? Almeida has been playing much better with his. That's own. not what we're talking no, about. No, no, no. You're changing the subject. Yeah. I'm you, not are, ch- you are redirected, Senator. We asked you a question. <laughs> you were supposed to give examples of 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 Chepo's inability to you coach young players, and you right. we, we gave you one. We gave you one, which okay. So was, I, you guys gave me was one. Loose, no, was loose guys... as it is, but you said that that but, but you made a blanket statement, so you have to follow it up. Okay, with, I did, with a handful right? of players, you 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 did one. Yeah, and then okay, so you have what? to show consistency. You'd say, well, you know, and just you know, name, you know, you have to name at least between five and ten players, Senator, and and you're not doing it, well, which, which, like... which which only proves, Senator, <laughs> that that you are doing nothing but grandstanding. You are, you are trying to, uh, get get in good with with the crowd that's listening. That's and with that's anti Chiva. So you know, you no. you, are, you are you are pandering or, to our anti Chiva audience, or anti Chepo audience. It's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Dude, there's not such thing as anti Chepo audience because first of all, a lot of people still suck his balls. So you know, there's no such thing. Second this is all, a family show. Oh yeah. We would prefer and, and, and say and every that, coach, that they every suck coach his has stones a, or minerals. Every coach has their set of a uh, diehard fans that, that that believe they were the right one. The uh, has them. Chepo has them. La Puente has them. Um, hey, I, I'm still an Ugo guy. Ugo, yeah, Hey, Dan, but but to answer if, if it's if it's one of your concerns, he he did play with 
with a lot of the youngsters. Um, when when uh, so he he would play with Fierro. He gave Antonio Rodriguez, who's, who's pretty much he was being touted as uh, the future goalkeeper, and he's all but disappeared now. Cota is the main the main portero at Chivas, but but he was giving him a lot of playing time. Uh, he gave when they brought Carlos Salcedo, pretty much starter from day one. Uh, so yeah, there, there was a group of Cause, players that cause he that's, was using. That's honestly that's one thing that that um I'm I'm hopeful for because I'm willing to accept the fact that my team's going to be mediocre until until something happens. Uh, I'm willing to accept that if they're going to be on the fringe of playoffs, you know, hopefully staying away from the relegation right now. I, I'm being realistic of just because the team I'm, I've been seeing for the last few seasons is not the most talented at all. But one thing that I have been, that I keep reading about is that their, their youth teams are doing really, really well. And that there's, you know, there's some players that, that I, I hope are going to be good enough to, to promote. And I hope that he's willing to give those guys a shot. Because I think Santos I mean, is going to have to turn into that He's always given young players shots. I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, if they're good enough, he's going to give them a and, shot. I mean, he's he's always done that. And that's why I'm hopefully just because you know it'd be it'd be great for the well, league look, too to look have at a the team national with, with team. limited resources to compete. You see the national team. He was giving uh, he was giving uh, Raul Jimenez a lot of playing time during qualifying. I think if anything, what 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 was one of the criticisms for him still is probably even. He's loyal even to a fault, maybe, where he, he kept playing the same players uh, even though they were probably out of form. And granted, I mean, I know that the other, the options weren't great. I'm talking about with, with the national team. In no, yeah. no, I think, you know, I think he learned he learned from, from, from that mistake because when he, when he returned, he wasn't – he was doing diff- – he was being more different when he – upon his return to Guadalajara, he – his way of managing and everything was different, and and I think to bring in even Galindo as as an assistant says a lot, you know. Joel, honestly, if if they brought in, uh, is it Real? Is that is that your guy? If they brought in a Real to, Tisa Toluca to, to to round off the Ross squad, would you would you change allegiances? No, I wouldn't. But I I really but 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 I you really would, like oh, those guys. But you wish for with wish them to have success. Yes, uh, extreme. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I mean, ultimately, it helps, as, as you were saying earlier, the league becomes stronger. But I do feel there's this mistrust on our own, our own coaches. Uh, and and if they fail, it's like they're forbidden to fail. We're all gonna fail at one point. I uh, remember with the. So, so you're like you're, you're like you're like Varys. You're like Varys. As long as it's good for the realm, <laughs> we'll, we'll okay. allow Chapo to play at Santos. Yeah, I, re- I, mean, I don't know if you remember with Ojitos Mesa because his his stint with the national team was was worse than what people make out. Yeah, it was uh, pretty yeah, bad. It was just every you know it Man. was goleada tras goleada. And, yeah. uh, it was it was and, it was it reminded me of '78. It was it was it was bad. And he he was you know at one point because the way he had the way he had uh, Toros Mesa playing, and then also Toluca, so he he was really up there. And after the national team. He was like he was just hated, but he's, then he did it all again at, at Pachuca. He's been yeah he's he's been still he's been a very good coach and he's you know I honestly thought that uh, when they were having I forget which time it was it was either with Vasco or or when they brought in uh, I guess probably with Vasco was it 
I was thinking, man, if you know, why don't they give Ojitos another chance? Because La Puente had a, you know, he had a miserable time when he was the first time he was coached too. And yes. then the second time, obviously, he learned from his mistakes, and he's like, you know what? I'm, I just got to get the best players I've got, and I've got to just, you know, put them in a position where, you know, we have the best chance of winning. And yeah. uh, and they were extremely successful. So, uh, you know, I was hoping, man, I mean, you know, if, you know, if if, the, if everyone says no, maybe bring Ojitos in, man, and maybe he would <laughs> he would learn the same the same lesson. Now, I do want to mention, and uh, this isn't an interactive show, and I do have the number for you all to call in. I know that we have many listeners right now. Uh, please call uh, 724-707-3826, and then when prompted, you'll enter a PIN, and that PIN is 13118. Again, that number is 724-707-3826, and the PIN 13118. Now we were talking. Uh, uh, we were talking about Chepel, talking about Santos, and we're talking about Karma. And uh, Albert, I think that you uh, picked up a little on the whole Karma thing mm-hmm. when uh, Hope Solo tweets a picture of her, you know, looking like she's, you know, going into, you know, a malaria-infested territory, and the crowd yells "Sika" to her the whole uh, time that the U.S. women are playing. They get beat in penalty kicks in the quarterfinals, so they're not even going to medal in, 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 the, in the tournament. And then Hope Solo uh, pisses and moans that uh, that the other team just didn't show up to play. We couldn't, you know, they didn't play. They were doing nothing. They were cowards. They were bunkering. She was basically which they were just sitting back and defending the whole time. And uh, yeah, so the U.S. women, you know, the, the you know the team that uh, is, is the most important soccer team in the world. Uh, lost. They lost the. Uh, they lost their chance to defend their gold medal. One thing yeah. to note, though, is she got uh, she got nutmegged on one of the goals against France in the group stages. So that was sort of like the beginning. I was like a game a game in which they bunkered during through large parts of that game, probably most of it. Yeah. The U.S. Yes, against France. I watched. That's the one game I actually watched, or at least most of it. And <clears throat> they spent the overwhelming majority of the time sitting back. Um, the the goal you can argue kind of somewhat uh, kind of came against the uh, the run of play. It was a very it was a very goal like the type of a uh, goal that, that that the U.S. would score against Mexico in in, in Columbus. You know, they'd sneak in and they'd win one zero or something like that toward the end. Not Meg. Well, it was a basic it was a basic goalkeeper mistake. She picked it up without uh, putting her knee down and went right between her legs for the goal. And yeah, then, and then to me the worst thing that you know her, her her you know aside from the whole Zika thing and the but but her most egregious thing is when she tries to show up the last uh, penalty kicker because she has to go change gloves. What what does the goalie need to change gloves for? And then and then she doesn't even move. And I think then, it's a move. I think it's an NFL move, like uh, like when you call a timeout to try to. It's ice a the, it's the a bush maker. league. Oh, it's a bush league move. Yeah. Absolute Ooh. bush league. Oh, caller. We have a caller. Wow. See, we, we 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 say the number, they dial the numbers, we hear their voice, and now we uh we will find out who we got. who who we got who who has called in for us. Please identify Sorry, yourself, guys. sir. No, it's uh you're probably your num- probably your number one fan. Our number one wow. fan. Calling. Wow. Well, Tomas, thank you for 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 for, for chiming in. Uh, as always, Tomas, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about Chepo de la Torre getting his opportunity, another opportunity to coach this time at Santos? Is it a good move, bad move? Should should Santos go ahead and get the white gloves out so they can handle the 
the, the trophy they're going to win at the end of the season with care? Or is it time for Dan to uh, start painting the, the lines on his wrists so he can start practicing slitting them? <laughs> I think it's think, think it, uh, Father Santos. Kind of a weird move because Santos is kind of known as one of those teams in Mexico, kind of a innovative. They have like their, you know, they're not, 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 I guess I would call it like diet pachuca. Like they have like their own little, um, you know, system that they brought up and to recycle a coach like Chepo, who's, you know, very much criticized. It's kind of a strange move, but I mean. Yeah, not, but, you know, understand that Santos doesn't they, have the. They the, did have the, Romano, though. I mean. That's the a money that if they, ever there was one. And oh, they, also, they, they, and also they, bueno. they, they, so they, they've, they've done it too. Galindo, Guzman, they, they, they just go down the list. Like, Tomas, you know, they're, they're one of those places where the, the coaches get their, their, their cards punched for the, you know, for the, for the, for the free cup of coffee once they get all 18 holes punched in. Hey, Tomas, I have a quick question for you. Are you a Chepo fan? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent on Chepo. Uh, to me, the highlight of Chepo's career for me was, uh, when he played uh, the USA at the Rose Bowl and Mexico came back. Absolutely. That was fantastic. One of the coolest games ever. That was probably his last greatest performance and his last one. Uh, Dan, did you attend that game? What team do you follow? I did, yes. I did with uh, with some of the big soccer uh, um, contingent. I I was there with you, Dano. You were there? I was drunk, dude. Yeah, we we went to uh, Steve's (laughs) house. Yeah. You were actually sitting oh, with us, though? Do you think that was anything to do with Chepo? Do you think it was just no. kind of luck of all, like, the things just going Mexico's way, or do you think Chepo actually made adjustments in that game? You know, I think that Chepo put players uh, that, you know, at the time were, we you know, were, 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 were playing well and in, in positions to succeed. So, you know, that, that, that unfortunately for Chepo, especially back then, it was, was his biggest... Uh, was was his downfall? Was it that he just he either had too much faith in his play, you know, he was just hoping and praying that his players would 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 would, would somehow find it going? I remember one time I read uh, zonal marking after the uh, Confederations Cup, I think it was, and they lost to Italy two one, and the guy at like the very last thing he wrote was he says he says he says I can't imagine being a Mexico fan right now because that's be extremely frustrating for them because this is there's a good team in there he says they just they just can't find they can't find it they 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 cannot find themselves right now he says. They just they, they look like a mess, and I think that that was where I think Chepo, you know, probably you know whether he's stubborn or, or whatever, just just could not find uh, the solution to to get that fixed, and it ended up, you know, it ended up costing him. I mean, yeah. And I, I noticed actually that when 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 the team was struggling, his goatee was a little longer than the <laughs> you know the normal like you know eight o'clock shadow that he would have. So I was wondering if it was if his hair was growing faster because of the stress. It was a stress. And then uh, not to mention that he had some time at Chivas. I think once you go through the Chivas system, you're pretty much fucked. Uh, it, it, that's kind of what it was about. But also... Does that remark uh, yeah. mean that you're in a... Uh, in a Are you a Huila? <laughs> Tomas? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah, uh, who do you follow? What's your team? Uh... My dad is a, a Leon fan, so I kind of got dragged into that. But to be honest, I kind of just uh, uh, enjoy Mexican soccer and want to see Mexican soccer players uh, do well. So uh, I guess if I had to pick a side, I'd pick Leon because of my dad. But really, it's just uh, I just want to see Mexico as a, 
as a nation as well in soccer. So I just follow Mexico that way. Well, I just like the fact that you're a neutral and that you're crapping on Chivas. That's good for you. <laughs> well, that's good. But uh, I just really quick last thing I wanted to say is Liga Max, for some reason, I think it's five games or five five weeks in, and I, I can't get into it. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way or if it's like solid a little bit. It's kind of boring. You, you may be watching the wrong games. Uh, Tijuana was pretty good. When today? No, I'm not saying today. I'm saying uh, as far as uh, teams that you might want to watch. Uh, I'm sorry, did I miss the question? You're, are you talking about League MX? No, you, you're you're on the right track. Uh, you said that the league has been boring. It's been hard to get into. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think uh, the, there's been decent games. Even Santos, even though they lost, I mean, they, they, they've been part of um, a couple of uh, that last game. It was 3-2, which was exciting. It's that 7-0 uh, seven, 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 uh, asterisk, and that's kind of got, you know. I think that's what it is. <laughs> It That's is. what it is. And yeah. the Olympics I'm, still, didn't help. I'm still hurt, man. I'm still hurt. Yeah, it's gonna take something miraculous uh, to. So I, my, my advice to you is probably try to try to watch a game from whoever's uh, sitting at top of the table because they're they're more than likely to put on the best show. Yeah, it was about, it, it just seems like Mexico was pretty. Uh, I don't know what it was, if it was cursed or what it was, just bad because even after the seven zero loss, I mean the Olympics, you got Pizarro or Hermoso. Uh, uh, Broken nose, it's, and then losing. It's only going to make him prettier and matter. It's only going to make him prettier and matter. Yeah, no, it's 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 a the shitty uh, it's a shitty summer for Mexican fans, man. You know, Copa America. That's what's so aggravating and, about that and then, game. And then the football, you know, getting Fiji eliminated in the, to us. Fiji. Fiji. No, we against the Germans. If, if they would have won against the no, Germans. No, I'm saying that particular game cost us oh. two players, and, and then, arguably the the, the qualification. <laughs> And then not to mention the Mexico's like in general has been sucking in the world in, in the Olympics. Yeah. I just I just think that maybe we just need to lower expectations like a lot. Like a lot a lot. So it just seems like uh, maybe it's just a way to cope with the uh, heartache, but I just think that it's be better if we just relax a little bit and so, maybe not put ourselves up there with like, the likes of all these like teams saying, Yeah, oh yeah, we can beat so and so, we can beat so and so clearly. No, it's not working out that way. So I don't know. I, I think I think Hoyle would agree with you that you know just you know maybe lowering our expectations to just going after Gordy Wapas. I think we need to have high expectations. We need to be uh, demanding more of the team. But whenever they fail, the laugh at it more. Like you know that picture uh, when the seven zero happened. Picture of that guy just holding his head and crying. That guy behind yeah. him is what we need to be. The guy behind him just falling oh, at him. <laughs> yeah. I like that guy. I like that guy. Well, well, the, uh, the big thing is, you know, unfortunately, Mexico would actually put a more of a more pressure on the federation, and maybe they would actually uh, care about, you know, bettering the team instead of just uh, selling tickets. So maybe. Well, you know, it's it's a Mexico funny you mentioned has a large appetite for victory. There. <clears throat> You know, an old, uh, I think it was an old NFL Films video that described the Dallas Cowboys back in the 70s when like, they have a Roman appetite for victory, but they lack the Spartan will to sacrifice for it. And I think that that's that, that's. But, uh, but you know what? I'm guilty of it because I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the game in Nashville against. Oh, you're not. You're not. So maybe I'm. Uh, man, we're gonna have to send you off if you guys get seen. Hey, you're, but you're a good Mexican man. And you, I, you, 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 you made a comment about the, uh, 
you made a comment about the, the owners, but one of the things that to me seems odd is that because of how, how crappy just Mexico's been in the Olympics, yeah. you know, it actually makes the league owners in Mexico look rather successful because they actually put money into their programs whereas all the other like federations like you know Mexican Boxing Federation to the Mexican Volleyball Federation they're getting you know there's just like I think even Martin del Palacio I think he's even been writing about it that you know and I think he even tweeted you know about the uh, about how the Mexican uh, you know football owners at least they look better because you know they have results to back them up. I mean, I, granted, the summer was crappy, but in, in the grand scheme of things, they're actually investing the money, whereas opposed, like you know, all the other uh, federations, they're just pocketing the money. That uh, that's true, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just uh, like like I think I said this last week when I was ranting after uh, the Olympic exit, but I think it's just. Uh, the only the change has to happen like at a, on the foundational level, and as long as that doesn't happen with like the federation, I don't think we're ever gonna wherever we take two steps forward or one step forward and two steps back, and then it, that's all it is. Hey, hey, Tomas, I commend you for Mexican and going to a partido molero. Yeah, it's a constitutional requirement. My brother. So are you flying to Nashville or are you driving to Nashville? Or do you live in Nashville? I'll be uh, driving there because I'm actually yeah, checking out Nashville for, uh, for a job. So I'll be uh, in town either way, so I'll be driving there. Very good, man. Good, man. Are you planning well, on going Best to of luck to you. But that's why I got to say, uh, great show, guys, and keep it up. Have a good one. Thank you, Tomas. Thanks for calling in. You know, it's funny that people gave Mexico all, all sorts of grief for playing that Momolero against uh, New Zealand. Guess guess who New Zealand's next opponent will be? They'll be playing the U.S. U.S., U.S. Yeah, they're playing the U.S. a few days after they play Mexico. You know, we were talking off the air, and we'll go ahead and end on this topic. Uh, thanks, Tomas, for calling in. That uh, the... Uh, you know, Mexico hasn't had a good Olympics. Uh, you know, it seems like the uh, the, the two main uh, governing bodies, the, the Mexican Olympic Federation, for lack of a better word, and the, the CONADE are, are fighting to, or and arguing to say well, who, whose fault it is. And as as Martin said, and, and as you said, Ronnie, it's it's the fact that you know, the, you know, the, the only ones that actually invest in the sport, which right now appear to be, uh, you know, obviously soccer, but archery. You know, taekwondo and diving. You know, let, let's face it, you know, that, that, that's where Mexico's had, have shown some strength in the past few Olympics. All the other sports, they don't do a thing. They just, they just don't do a thing. It's, uh, did, you know, it's, did, it's just, yeah, it's, did you it's, say, it's bo- did you say boxing? I didn't say boxing because they used to be good at boxing and, and, you know, professionally they do well at boxing, but at the Olympic level it's been a disaster for like the past yeah, three or yeah. four Olympics. Well, yeah, it's funny because uh, Martin actually wrote about that, uh, like I think he wrote about it yesterday that the guy that's in charge of it, since before, when, since he came in, he's been in there, what, quarter of a century. Before that, Mexico had like 13, uh, medals and since he's been on board, it's only been two in boxing. And you know, you know, Mexicans are pretty good at boxing. Yeah, it was only right. so far has been in boxing, right? 
That's yeah, the only medal they've gotten. Is that sadly yeah. has, has and, and it's funny because that's the one that the, like the guy aren't, is trying. Aren't to... most of those guys though professionals as far as boxing? No, no, no boxing is purely it's it's it's, it's usually pretty it's purely amateur. Well, not that's amateur. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I think. That's yeah, what eliminates a lot of good Mexicans out of it. It's because. They're going pro at a very young age. Yeah, but that was happening even even. I mean, that happened even when Mexico was was did did well at boxing at the Olympics. So that I mean, they're just you know, there's a lot of boxers in Mexico. So there's you know, there's there's just there's a lot of talent. Obviously, the really really good ones turn pro, but I mean, there's still plenty of boxers that 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 do all right. So uh, it doesn't you know it doesn't surprise me. And I mean, he's probably one of those guys that has a you know a ten thousand dollar a year salary and uh, you know a black card from American Express. Yeah, I, mean, I think a, I think Mexico could very easily replicate what its level at least in soccer throughout most of its other sports if it decided to as as a country if if and and the olympic whatever runs the olympics decides to do it and and invest to make it a point to 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 compete like other countries do then then they'll start seeing that yeah i mean we have we, we do see that in certain sports i mean like i said i mean taekwondo mexico's done really well in taekwondo you know they've they've traditionally been a very strong team in diving because you know, I remember as a kid, uh, Carlos Girona was a terrific diver, was going to win the gold medal in the 10-meter platform in Russia. The Russian diver, you know, belly flops practically off the 10-meter and then complains that the sun was in his eyes or something, and they let him re-dive. And uh, he ends up losing the gold medal because, you know, the home, the home, the hometown boy got an extra dive for no reason other than the fact that he was Russian and it was in Russia. So, so they're uh, successful, though, but they're becoming successful through their own means, you know. It's not through through, uh, through something pushing for it and helping it, yeah. you know. Well, what I'm saying is, is, is that there's an investment in those sports, and that's yeah. probably the only sports that they're outside of soccer, of course. And, and so, yeah, what a shock. They actually, you know, show levels of success in those sports. You know, if they showed the same level of investment in, like, you know, in, the other, you know, in fencing or uh, – you know, canoeing or you know whatever it is, and I'm sure Mexico, you you see Mexico start getting results in that. So yeah, Dan, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, 100 percent, 100 percent right. One thing. Dan, if, if you have a gold star, go ahead, go ahead and put it on your forehead. You deserve a gold star for that comment. Appreciate that. One, one thing I noticed in the Olympics though is that you can change your your country so easily. I saw like volleyball players from Brazil, and, you know, like or Senegal. Or whatever it's called, Spain. Some Cuban ran for Spain. Cap one game, and you can't change teams anymore. I I am still following my Olympic dream of 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 fielding and competing with with curling. I think that me and my barrenderos, I think would. Would, would 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 kick much ass. Would we would kick much ass. And then the movie, of course, the movie version of this, when the barrenderos show up, they're going to show up with their with their broom that's made of twigs. You know, like the guys using the streets, and when they're 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 sweeping the streets in Mexico City. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned curling, uh, John. You and I should go to the next Winter Olympics and cover it. Yes, Soccer Chronicle. Absolutely, I would love to. <laughs> we go all the way to South Korea. I, I don't know the rules, but man, I really like watching it. It's it's funny you mentioned curling because I remember you know this is years ago this is back when Fox Sports World had just like begun you know and uh, they used to show like obscure sports you know and I remember watching I remember watching curling for the first time and I just wondered what the fuck is this and then I also remember watching it was some game in Europe where you know 
you know, people would roll a like an iron ball. Imagine just like an iron ball, and they would roll it on the streets, like on the roads, from town to town. Oh, I have it, seen that. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? But yeah, it's one of those. That, that is, I was thinking maybe you know, you know, chasing the dream and doing curling or or you know, throwing that iron ball, you know, from uh. From town to town. So ro- rolling the iron ball from <laughs> from Philadelphia down to Wilmington. No, I'd have to go to Europe for this. On the on the New Jersey Turnpike and the Delaware Turnpike. Well, yeah, no. that that's so true. Nah, well, keep away from the turnpikes because you can't turn left, fuckers. That's true. They have to you have to use the jug handle. Imagine having to roll that thing in the jug handle wait for the traffic to go by. Like, I do all this extra work. So you know, I like I said, you know, curling is my sport. I, you know, the first time I saw it, I was you know I was hooked. I'm just you know, it's mesmerizing. And I remember one time I was watching, I was uh, uh, reading about curling, and, and and Wayne Gretzky, like one of his secret shames was when he was playing hockey. You know, when he was uh, a player in hockey, they, they were somewhere in Canada. Curling, I guess, is on you know 24/7 or whatever it is. But if a curling what do they call them? A tie, a game? I have no idea. A, a round, an inning, or whatever it is. A curling match would on. He like he would watch the until the bitter until like like three four in the morning. He would just he was just so hooked on curling. I understand. It's uh, it's very interesting. Me and my buddy and Dennis, man, we're gonna we're gonna be there. You know, I don't know if I should use those guys or the guys that 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 that, that clean the uh, that dry the cars at the car wash because guys move those things pretty fast. Yes, yes, who's, toilet. Who's gonna play your role? Who's gonna play my role? Like, like, like uh, the, um, what's his name? Uh, it has to be, it has to be Leonardo DiCaprio. That's Leonardo DiCaprio. I was, I was picturing Benicio. But, uh, oh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, he would be yes. good. He would be good. You know, actually, you know who I like? Who I think would do real well is uh, the guy who played the uh, the 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 hitman in Boardwalk Empire. He'd have to he'd have to wear the mask too, you know, just to really give it the. You know, John, I'm uh, practicing my uh, my sweeping skills right now as I'm scrubbing the toilet. Well, there you go. See, see that uh, that you know that that opens a whole new uh, industry of, of 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 possible recruits. Thank you, Daniel. I forgot I forgot about that. I'm telling you, it would just it would be it would, it would be lights out. It would be lights out. And you know, and you think about the guys that uh, like the albañiles. You know, they're so skilled with how they. How they place the bricks and the tiles, and you know those guys could you know throw the stone, you know just just perfect. I'm telling you, it would be. Uh, Check this out, John. You tell me how good is this form? Okay, I'm not sure if you can hear it. Wow, listen to that. That is that is amazing. I'm I'm not gonna lie, Dan. I I am a little aroused right now. With, there you with, go. With how well you were able to do that. This, how I uh, could abuse myself? Yeah, this I mean, is uh, particles of poop flying in the air. This is uh this is no yeah. this is the second go around. I'm just trying to get rid of the the the, the ring, you know. Uh, Do you still want to show me your cucumber? <laughs> I see. But what well, happened there, Dan? Was there some uh, chorro chiflador? What? <laughs> what was going on with the? See, I call that. I call that scrubbing. An escopetazo. Oh no, this is just just routine uh routine cleaning here right here. We're just trying to like we like to keep a clean home. That's all. <laughs> Seems like that's an accident. Hey. No, that would I, I I I take care of those right away as they happen. <laughs> do you, do you uh do you clean the front sidewalk with uh with water and a broom? No, 
Mexican style? <laughs> no, I don't. And, no. <laughs> and I live in a busy. That is that is such I live a, a weird habit. Street, so it doesn't it doesn't. No, it's a waste of water. And actually, I think right here you get you get fined for doing that. Man, the last <laughs> time I was in uh, I was in Mexico City. I said the first night I was there, I stayed at a. I just I had like points, and I just picked points for my credit card and stayed at some hotel that I had no idea what it was. It ended up being all right, but it was right downtown, uh, you know, like two blocks from the store. So in the morning, I got up, and that's what people were doing outside outside their shops. They were cleaning the sidewalk with uh, with with the hose and the keeps the and dust my, and, and and my and, and, and my and my broom it keeps the dust. My, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, but the best part about the day though was uh, I was walking toward the Socalo, and there's a pan dulce place uh, right. Oh man. You know, I know they have pan dulce here in Texas, but it just ain't the same. I mean, it is nowhere, nowhere near the same. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty good. So uh, I guess we'll wrap it up uh, with a, a couple last topics. That we have to talk about what happened with with Monterrey tonight. Uh, Fernando, three <laughs> one to Arabe Unido, losing in Conca Champions. You know, it's one thing to lose in Conca Champions on the road. I mean, those are you know th- those are at least palatable, but to lose at Mexican home, Mexican disgrace. Yeah, I mean this you know this this is worse than losing. I mean at least MLS teams you know have uh, salaries and, and resources. I mean. I mean, Arabe Unido. I mean, a, a couple of guys when they would come off because they don't have enough shirts, they actually had to treat like like change shirts and give the guy the shirt because you know, they just have enough uniforms to go no, around. And they lose. I know they're like one. Were they sharing cleats too? Yeah, a couple of guys actually had to play barefoot. <laughs> they're playing descalzo. It was. I if I were Monterrey, they, they lost to a would, team of microbuseros and pescadores and shit. Panaderos. Is that the first time that uh, teams have lost to Panama? It's Panama has a really good. Not team. at home, dude. You not mean, at home. You mean, it's one thing to lose on the road. It's, it's not the first time Monterrey has choked against weak opposition. Uh, they they were like the first Mexican team to fail to qualify to Libertadores playing against the Venezuelan team. That's true. That is Monterrey, true. Monterrey has been, a, you know, they, they've been a, they've been a what is it called, Sorai in, in the Mexican league. There's no question that Monterrey right now is a black stain. Yeah, you know that, you that, what Dan was doing earlier. He was cleaning <laughs> off. He was cleaning off with Monterrey <laughs> left behind. Hey, you guys are playing right now on the road in uh, wherever, but they're they're tied one one. They're Costa Rica. Yeah, they're, 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 it, it is a it is a very bravo game. I mean, it's it, it's very competitive. The, you know, both teams are playing really well. The uh, the Costa Rican side had a couple of uh, posts in the first half. One would have been just an absolute thrilling, just a really great goal, but it just they were unlucky. And then uh, Jurgen Jurgen Dam, who was actually you know, was playing pretty well, set up a guy. It's uh, it's it's been very entertaining, very inter- not obviously as entertaining as the Dos Acero football podcast. You know, it just happens to be on. So uh, yeah. So, so how much patience does Turco get? Yeah, exactly. With, I mean, with I, one of the most expensive squads, if not the, the most expensive. I think Joel, I read it was the most expensive squad in Liga MX's history. Yeah, and, and to be yeah. bringing in those embarrassments, I mean, what are yeah. they paying for? Playing, playing in, in, a, in a brand new stadium with you know with, with that it's sold out. I mean, if I, if I were a season ticket holder, I would write the uh, the the people of FEMSA a strongly worded letter showing my displeasure on how the the direction the team is going right now because they haven't started off very well at all. You know what? The all, all these players. The worst is Turco doesn't care, man. He, he it's true. Well, he's tomorrow. so busy watching himself on the sideline. Well, I'm surprised he had time to watch the game. He's like, van- he's like Vanity Smurf. You, you know, that's not to say he's not a good coach. He's proven 
But I think at at Monterrey he he tends to slack off, and that could cost that could cost him his spot. You know he he has a very comfortable life lifestyle at Monterrey, and you know I think I think he's just there for the check. I think that he he knows that hey you know they're not gonna you know they're not gonna pressure me. You know I'm in I'm in this you know I mean whenever whatever I do in this town you know people love me. I've, you know if I win a title they just absolutely adore me. And I think yeah I think you're right. I think that. Uh, that uh, you know, it's time. You know, you know what? Who, who needs to, to come to Monterrey? I think they either need to hire Hugo or Chepo. I think that that's th- mm-hmm. those are the options for Monterrey. Or you know, you know, or how about Juan Carlos Osorio? When you know, I'm not saying if he gets fired, when he gets fired, he can, he can, he can, he can uh, reemerge. You know, because then he can do the rotas with all that talent. Joel, you know, a team like that deserves. Rotaciones. I think it would work, and I think it yeah, would it would work, work very well. Absolutely. Or they could bring in Ugo, and then he could, you know, he could, he can uh, make his uh, substitutions based on who gets yellow carded. You know, I was I was seeing uh, one of the shows where he's Ugo said, I think it was Pique, and he said, uh, he said he makes more money as an analyst than as a coach. So uh, I believe it. I don't know. Yeah. So now he has to put up with. He's, look at that. He's actually he'd rather put up with Jose Ramon. Than Irving Lozano. That that, that 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 that's what Hugo, that's what Hugo's saying. Very, I have high hopes for Hugo, but I don't I don't see him coming back. It's got to be fun for him though to be able to call him out because he does speak up. He does speak his mind, so I think he does enjoy having the chance to in real time respond to some of their commentary. You know, it's funny because uh, you know Jose Ramon at first we, it was real, but but I think that after a while I think that he realized you know Hugo's actually a pretty smart guy. You know, and he's not. You know, yeah, he's arrogant, but you know, he's he can you know give it to me just as just as as good as I'm trying to give it to him. And and it seems like they have a lot of, uh, you know, that they they respect each other a lot more than they than they they probably care to admit. No, oh, let's see if they get and uh, Tigres just scored again. So Tigres Tigres is, is winning at a at a, at, a, at a place where the the Herediano, which I believe eliminated Leon from the Conca Champions, and now Tigres is up two one. So Crisis averted, everybody. You know, Mexican soccer does not have to go home tonight. You know, we, we don't have to go go to bed knowing that we were we were thoroughly embarrassed, thoroughly and and, and categorically embarrassed by by a Panamanian team. And you know, at home in Monterrey, it looks like of all teams, thank goodness, Tigres, Tigres, Monterrey's real team, has come through. You, you know, John, I, I think Panama has really like in, to them, it's a big rivalry. Uh, playing Mexico. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think Panama thinks that they're better than Mexico, at least at the national team level. Well, yeah, but I, I, I do see that that whole rivalry aspect. Uh, we might not, we might not see it to the extent they do, but I think to them, just anything Mexican, they're gonna go 110, which which is a good thing. I'll say, just overall better competition. Yeah, I mean that's why I've always been a big fan of Conca Champions Joel is, is because of that. Well, one because I think that it'll teach Mexican teams that hey, you know what, you know these the, the, these guys, you know they they do have some talent, and you know we can't continue you know to underestimate them and think that we're going to walk into a stadium and beat them two zero automatically because we're wearing a green shirt. So I think that 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 helps. And you're right. I mean it, it increases confidence. I mean look at how well you know you know Panama is a classic example of that. You know their teams came in and they and they, and they they saw the club team saw. Hey, you know, we can measure up against these guys very well, and I think that we see that reflected on the national team. It was just, you know, you know, fortunately for Mexico, uh, 
things didn't work out for them for the last World Cup. But I mean, I I can certainly see them uh, making a you know qualifying, especially knowing that like you know Honduras and Costa Rica aren't going to be as strong. Panama certainly has a, a very nice opportunity to qualify for the next World Cup, and I think that they would, you know, as long as they don't play like. Uh, Play like Honduras played today. I gotta, I gotta tell you, when I see a, a team like that just lie down and lose six zero the way they did, I, I have to think that, that somebody, somebody made some calls because because Honduras is not six goals worse than Brazil than, than that result. So there's no way. And the worst part about it for me was at the end of the game, instead of like you know hiding their face in shame and like running to the locker room and and, and hoping they don't get you know pelted by tomatoes. They're standing and they're in and they're on the field taking selfies with Neymar. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. That's why they lost? Well, I think they lost for more dubious reasons. If they're going to idolize somebody like that, and instead of consider them an, an opponent, that would explain their uh, not so somber attitude toward the game. Exactly. And it's not like it hasn't happened in that region before. So I'm not fully sold on the Panama hype, though. I think it's. I think every. You're bearish on Panama. Yeah, I think El Salvador. They had like uh, some some hopes and promises back in the day. They were thinking like, oh, Mexico's our rival now, when they were doing the gas mask and all that stuff. When it was like, yeah, oh, but remember, El Salvador went through the, the the exact thing we're talking about, where they lost. How many players off their national team because they got caught uh, taking bets? About half of them. Yeah. So I mean, they 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 whatever, and they good players on top of it. I mean, I mean, they had they had good players. You know, some of their better players. That. Uh, but I think this generational that, thing in Panama, it, once it's done, they don't have a pool big enough to have consistent, you know, high quality teams as they do now. So once this generation's done, I, I think that's that's oh. that's. You but know, that's not true, though, because I mean they've done really well. Like at the U levels, that they're they're really starting to step it up. I mean it's no, not just this generation. No, but I see what chicken means. Like sooner or later, you you get you get a bad batch, and and uh, you don't have that many players to build a stronger team. And I think that have we've seen it with with the majority of Central American teams. And I think that's what that, yeah. that helps Mexico yeah. a lot. <laughs> that's why Mexico, even a lot of times when we play bad, we still end up. Qualifying because some of these teams are just not as competitive. To, to take yeah, but Panama has been, you know, I mean, I, I like I said, I mean, I, you know, the Panama, I mean, you see, you know, they they, they play with a lot more confidence than, than the other South American teams do. I mean, they, they I mean, or Central America, they they just play differently than than the way Honduras plays or the way that uh, El Salvador plays. No, uh, they just you can't do it, but you're you're bound to get you're bound to get a generation where you just don't have players that. Like, look at Costa Rica uh, a while back. I, I have uh, to not, agree not, with... Not the past World Cup, but the one before. I have to I have to agree with Chiquis and, 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 and Hoyle on this because Panama, although, you know, they've had some success the past couple of years, there, there's got to be a... There comes a... There's going to be a, a point because their league is not going to produce that many players. And it's not like they have a lot of players overseas. So where are they going to get these players from? Uh, to, I mean, hell, Mexico even has a hard time going through that transition. Like, you know, not to, I'm not, I'm not trying to stir up, you know, Fernando, but one of the things that kind of, you know, held back uh, Hugo's uh, stint as a coach was 
you know, he was he was at the beginning of a transitional phase because by that point, you know, the Borghetti's was kind of like really done, the, you know, and like La Volpe went four years saying, you know, I need to find, you know, replacements for Borghetti, Carmona, Osvaldo, uh, Blanco, because they're not always going to be there. And although he, I mean, he still used them, he still, well, with the exception of Blanco at the World Cup, but, and, and Carmona obviously for doping, but, uh, I mean, he kept going on for four years throughout the, the entire process saying that, you know, the, you know, we just can't rely on these players. These guys aren't always going to be here for us. And, and, uh, and I think, and I think that's, that's going to be true of Panama because they're, they're not, they don't, they're not going to have the, 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 the depth. I mean, hell, Mexico has problems. And I'm not that I'm saying that Mexico produces. Well, I mean, I mean, let's, let's temper our expectation. I mean, we're not, you know, no one's saying Panama's going to win. In the World Cup. No, no. But, yeah, but, but what I'm, but what I, what I am saying is that I think that, that, that they have, with, 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 with what they've shown over the past, oh, I don't know, you know, five, six years, you know, I think that they, you know, that, that their league has gotten better. I think that the players have gotten better. I think, you know, you know, more so than what we've seen out of El Salvador or Honduras. I think that, that, like, they have, they have, the, they have the chance to consistently, you know, you know, w- w- once they get to tasting, they have a chance to consistently qualify. Now, now it could be that, that, like you guys said, that it's just a one thing and done, and they go back to the wilderness for ten years. They actually and, and had a program. Uh, now that I remember, they had, they had like, they had uh, something with the Colombian, with the Colombian league. Um, man, this was a while back. <laughs> I'm going off of memory, but I'm, I'm, if we Google it, we'll probably find. But they were sending players. To the Colombian League, I don't know. They had like an accord or something to help to get uh, players help them develop. I don't know if they're still doing that, but I know that helped them a lot. I wonder. I wonder if there's another league that would that would that would consider doing that. Hold What do you What do you think? <laughs> it would, it would, I, I don't think it would be the same as as like you're going to you know to a better league uh, with Mexico. It's like. I don't think it's gonna work that way. I think they would just get the play, sign the players, and then sell sell them back. Blas Perez was in Mexico, uh, and he was doing okay. And so was Felipe Baloy. Yeah, so I, th- I think I think it's like a flavor of a month. Because remember when uh, Honduras was like giving the chicharito fits and uh, making Cuauhtémoc uh, get out, like throw fists and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Nasraya came on the scene. And yeah, but I mean, on the, on the, that was that was Honduras like flavor of the month time, and now it's sort of Panama's time. Yeah, but even that Honduras team was nowhere near as good as the one they had in the, at, at the turn of the century. And uh, I mean, that one for, I mean, you know, if you want to talk about World Cups that that shouldn't have happened, the one in two thousand two was a much more of a of a you know a, a, a grotesque amount of, of of luck that Mexico had because Honduras lost at home to Trinidad. When they 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 had all they had to do was tie and they would have qualified for the World Cup and they lost but, it home. Yeah, they, I remember they were uh, saying that they sold out to Mexico. Yeah, they, they sold didn't out. they hit like the goalpost like six seven times? Dude. Yeah, Tr- Trinidad had just lost one of their players who who died in a car crash, and uh, they said they were gonna go all out for him in uh, in that game. And I, I think Honduras had been leading up to that game. Uh, they already saw themselves qualified. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was posted on Big Soccer. There was this. There was this painting of a bus, and the Honduras team was on it. 
They said something like, get on the bus for the World Cup or something like that. It's a drawing. I don't know if you... Yeah, because, I mean, that was when the Pantera was at Serie A and he was just, just killing it. Just He's such a great player. You know, no, I, I do feel Pan- Panama is here to stay as far as, like, they're going to be regularly competing at, at Gold Cup and, and qualifying to hexagonal. But I, I still feel that, that uh, you know, their lack of depth is going to... We're going to see a few a few tournaments where they're not as strong. But I, I think overall... They're going to be more consistent than like Guatemala and El Salvador have. have yeah, that, that's uh, that, 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 that's the I guess the point I was trying to make is, is that you know as far as Central American teams, I think that you know Costa Rica has, has reached the level where they're just consistent. You know, you know have always been you know a very consistent team. And uh, a couple a couple of World Cups back, Costa Rica was like in second place in the in the hex, I believe. And they were like on the top of their game, and then they fell apart. And then they came down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it happens. But what I'm saying, but I mean, but you know, sometimes Honduras doesn't even qualify for the hex. You know, El Salvador qualifies for the hex like once every, you know, two or three times. You know, Panama is going to be a team that's going to constantly know that they have to take the next step, which is to make the World Cup, and that's, you know, I do, I do think that's going to happen for them this time. I, I do, I do, I, I am scared of them. Like based on that last World Cup or Gold Cup, they they were scared. Their game against Mexico that was uh, intense. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they they have a they have a body type that gives Mexico fits, and it's uh, you know they just they they they, they play a very a very tough game. And sometimes Mexico just uh, they don't they don't not, respond well to that. It's not that they scare me. In fact, they don't scare me. It's that you know, and I'm gonna try to make a reference to Hope Solo's uh, comment regarding this or like if you read the whole you know uh, text of what Hope Solo said I mean obviously the thing that, think that stands out the most is the word you know cowards you know one of the <laughs> things that, that happened and, and, it, it, and it got taken out of context and honestly I, I, there's, a, there's many things that you can criticize Hope Solo for I, I don't really give a shit about her personal life but what one of the things is I personally didn't don't care about what she said. In fact, you know, for some reason, I actually like when, you know, athletes speak their minds rather than give, you know, cliched responses, you know. They're not, you know, diplomats, you know, you know, political diplomats. They're, they're athletes. So, I mean, I actually liked the, the, her honesty. But what, what I'm trying to get to is that Panama, and a lot of the teams that, you know, that played, you know, Mexico, especially under the Chepo era, was that we just couldn't break their goddamn bunkers. And, and they knew, and they knew how to exploit us because we can't, you know, you can't, we could cry about it and say, oh, Jesus Christ, they don't want to play. They don't want to open up. You know, they're playing anti-football. And yes, it's true. I agree with that. I fucking hate anti-football. I hate that bunker shit, but you can't cry about it. And and I think and I think that you know Panama I, I I don't I I I'm still thinking that they're going to be a flavor they're their flavor of the month. Granted, it's been two so, months. So, but so you see that you think they're going to be more like a Trinidad and Tobago where they'll have one one go round and then we won't see them anymore. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps because I don't because I don't see I really them taking it to 